0: Welcome to What's Your Baseline? Shorts. In this series, we're distilling down our usual long-form content from the What's Your Baseline podcast into a more concentrated and visual form.
1: Right, but most importantly, this is a brief, focused discussion about a key topic in architecture, process, business, change, and so much more. One topic, one session, one take. That's What's Your Baseline? Shorts. My name is Roland Volt, and today I'm joined by my co-host, J.M. Merlinson. Hey, J.M., how are you doing today?
0: Hey, Roland. I'm excited to talk about our topic today for What's Your Baseline? Shorts, which is all about what makes a good POC or POV. Now, first, ask, I'm going to ask you, Roland, where do you see a POV fitting into a buying cycle for a customer for anything? What What is the difference between POCs and POVs?
1: Tell me all about them because I'm, I'm, I'm interested in your perspective. I'm so glad that you asked because uh, it's never good to start with some abbreviations. So, <laughs> uh, a POC is known as a proof of concept. Yeah. Um, typically, a technical proof of concept. You know, Does the thing do what it's supposed to do? While a POV is a proof of value, do we get the thing out of whatever we're evaluating that we wanted to get out of it? Do we get the desired result?
0: Yeah, and a POC is often something you'll do as part of proving out that a technology actually works, sort of like the um, you know trust but verify old thing, mm-hmm. you're, you're you're seeing yeah is this vendor actually doing what they say they can do? Whereas a proof of value is way more involved because you need to actually take data, you need to actually get to an outcome, right?
1: Can your car really drive 160 miles an hour? Versus, yeah. <laughs> do I get faster to my grandmother? <laughs> <laughs> exactly
0: although i think if you're going 160 to your grandmother's something's very wrong but <laughs>
1: so w- w- uh, w- where do you see this
0: feet fitting into the buying cycle because so, a lot of people ask about that kind of thing yeah
1: so what you what you typically see is is it depends on the type of software that you want to sell right or it's in general what you want to sell
0: mm-hmm.
1: um you typically see Customers sending out what they call RFIs, requests for informations, which is the first step where they just go and say, hey, talk a little bit about what you're offering. We're looking for something that is this, but we still don't know exactly what we're looking for.
0: Yeah, it's kind of and, like a market scan from an analyst. Remember we talked yeah. to Amar about that. It's kind of that idea. You know, Tell us a little bit more about what you do. We're not committing to anything. No contracts on the table, no obligations. Just
1: That is true. Yeah, that is true. And... Uh, Then the next step would be an RFP, a request for proposal, right? And Mm -hmm. within that request for proposal, you will have uh, different vendors ideally being pre-selected. And they all get the same questionnaire because you want to do an evaluation. You want to compare apples with apples and not Mm -hmm. apples with oranges. And uh, as part of that uh, process, they might even make a decision after the RFP and say, yep, what you're selling, JM, is exactly what we want. Give it to us, you know, (laughs) and you go into the negotiation phase. But uh, if it's a little bit more complex, you know, if you sell business process management, enterprise architecture software, for example, people typically want to see a little bit more, right? We do. And this is where a POC or a POV comes into play.
0: Mm -hmm. After that... As a a note uh for you, One of the things I talk a lot about is the difference between POCs and custom demos. They are very different. They do very different things. the the biggest difference between a POC and custom demo is whether or not the person who's touching the keyboard comes from the customer or comes from the vendor. Oftentimes, Mm -hmm. POCs are things that the customers get their hands on. They they work within to see how it actually goes and what's behind the curtain. A custom demo, you just send us data. We present something to you. You just trust that it wasn't that hard.
1: Which also means there might be a non-significant effort of training being involved in uh, POC or POV, if you will. It's true. Um, yeah. So after this, and, and we will talk about how a POC and POV typically would go or ideally would go. Uh, after that, the customer goes into the big dark room, makes a big evaluation and comes back with a list of vendors and mm. says, okay, we're going to buy from JM. Uh, let's go Love into it. the negotiation phase. Right? And then if JM says, oh, but I want to have an arm and a leg for it, they might say, uh no, thank you, JM. We're gonna buy from somebody else. You know? So mm-hmm. it's the commercial agreement that you have uh, in the regular enterprise software buying process.
0: Exactly. And the question is why that... do you do a POC? Like why do people do a POC for things and why should you or should you not? So just as a note for everyone, I I know a lot of there's been a trend I've seen in in, in the work that I do. A lot of people asking, hey, let's just go straight to a POC. Let's go straight to a POC in the middle of the conversation around evaluation of products. And that's not necessary. A POC is only, remember, it's an investment. An investment mm-hmm. on both sides, which means if you need to see the proof of how it works or if you need to have people live it and experience it to gain consensus and buy-in and to sort of get pre-training for should you choose to move forward with it, you've had some experience with it, this is a great way to do so. But once again, it is an investment. And also, not all POCs are free. It's not just POVs that aren't free. POCs are often paid. A lot of organizations and consultancies require like some upfront cost.
1: Yeah, because it's a commitment that they bring to the table, right? Time and effort and all these things. And and we'll talk about that in a minute. You want to have the commitment from the client if you hit the objective of the POC that the client will buy, right? So they have more investment in there. But to come back to your point, do I need to have a POC in any uh, buying process? The answer is no, right? If you, for example, sell a software that shall create a BPMN diagram, Mm-hmm. Right? because you want to model your business architecture. Typically, you don't need a POC for this, right? A What's it going to show you? Maybe a custom demo, You know, show us how you do this and how it looks and what systems you can or information you can bring in and all these things. Can I import Visio diagrams? Whatever the questions might be, that can be covered with a demo. Uh, POC or POV comes into place when you look for either something that is um, bleeding edge in technology. Yeah. You know, I don't trust you, JM. I, I don't mm-hmm. believe you that it actually works. Show me. right? What
0: is process mining? Oh, good. I don't yeah, even know. I've example. never heard
1: of it. It's brand new. It's not that Or, new, but... Or if you do a POV, it's like, hey, we want to know, to stick with your process mining example, yeah. we want to know if we see ideas how we can improve. Mm-hmm. And this, uh, I think in this case, it makes sense to have a POV. Absolutely. But hey, when you get started with that and put yourself into a customer's shoes. Sure. What is the first thing that you would recommend a customer to do?
0: I mean, the thing I, I ask every customer to define right up front is objective and success criteria. Mm-hmm. Like you need to know, first and foremost, what we talk about. Like, You need to clearly spell out why are we doing this POC and what will make this POC successful for us? Because remember, my mom used to have an expression that I loved which is that you can't think of people as clients and vendors. You think of people as partners. You're trying to build a partnership relationship. Mm-hmm. Both both people are putting their, 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 you know, their money and their people on the table. So let's have a clear objective and success criteria. And if we are successful, we should be moving to... The process of purchase and sale and, and and partnership um and to get that clear objective you need to have hypotheses you have to think here's what we're going to be testing here's what we think it should what should we do what do i want to know particularly for things like povs
1: you need to have hypotheses
0: you are testing all and, of this has to be defined it has yeah, to be defined and, and written down
1: yeah that's exactly the point you want to have it written down right and agreed so upon. that every Yes, so that everybody looks at the same piece of paper when it comes to the evaluation and they say, did I check the box, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And the second thing is, well, if you're on the vendor side, once you have the objectives, you can define what the scope is, right? You can say, oh, Mr. Client, we're going to build this for uh, for you, and we're going to build that for you. And does that meet your requirements? And you do that before you even start working on it, quote unquote
0: yeah but then there's the structure from there how do you build that structure into something that actually works like what what do you do during the poc
1: yeah yeah and that's there's obviously a lot of education on the way until then which brings me to the next point you know what is the typical structure of a of a poc or a pov and the first thing that comes to mind is have a clear timeline have a schedule Mm -hmm. bring in those uh mechanical things like provisioning of environments like training mm-hmm. people what's the expectation of uh, the client you know is it enough that you just point them to whatever a recording or a free training or do they want to have a little bit of hand holding uh, as part of the poc which obviously costs time right you also want to make sure when you set up your schedule that this is not open ended right you want to be done say in 4 weeks right yeah, time it. So yeah, you're planned backwards from that last day, which typically is a final readout, right? Before the customer then goes into its currents and goes and evaluates all the different things that they've seen.
0: And that's to protect both parties. Like you sure. don't want to be bleeding resources for six months on a POV that is just like, you know, that's encapsulating all the time a department does. That's crazy. You're just investing in something you may not use. Same with mm-hmm. the, the vendors. Vendors don't want to lose their pre-sales and, and professional services people for large periods of time. They don't have a, a giant bench of folks they can allocate to a bunch of POCs. Those people are juggling lots of stuff. So we protect yeah. it by time boxing it. And time boxing it up front allows us to build the structure around it. So now we have constraints and constraints breed innovation.
1: Agreed. So, agreed. And uh, what you typically do is then you start with a kickoff, right? With a brief. Mm -hmm. So you have a formal start and you have a formal end. And in that brief, and we're going to talk about that in a a minute in a little bit more detail, in that brief, all the stuff that we just said will be restated for everyone to listen to. What Mm -hmm. are the objectives? What's the evaluation? What's the timeline? What are the artifacts that will be created? And maybe more importantly, what's the collaboration between the two parties? Because you should avoid just throwing something over the fence you know if we stick with that process mining example <laughs> yeah yeah oh here are my sap tables now go make it happen you know that's never uh, good so good if you're lot. yeah if you're a vendor and you have a client who approaches you in that way say no just yeah. don't get started with it Not what you it. want is you want to have a commitment from the client and the better mm. povs that i worked in where where we as a vendor went and said, look, we want to have a commitment from you, say, 40 hours in the next four weeks, right? And these are the resources, who's your tech guy, who's your business guy, who's your blah, blah, blah. And the client agrees to it because then they're invested in it.
0: Mm-hmm. And they're they're also invested in the outcomes, right? And that's that's the thing we need to do. I, I, I want to make sure we cover this because you always need to have a big readout of the results of your, mm-hmm. prog, your, your project, little POC POV. You need to bring different stakeholder groups in, segment your message by who is coming in to see it, and most importantly, build that coalition of people who understand what the product is doing understand what the practice is around the product, understand the value or the concept that you're bringing to the company and have a path forward to actually buy and use this as the core of what they do.
1: And and that's another aspect for that contribution, right? Mm. It's you do not only buy a thing, no. right? You're always, uh, you also want to test out. Can I work with those people? Yeah. Right. Will the vendor give me the support that I expect or are they, A little bit fishy or whatever, you know, where you Mm. say, I don't have a good feeling working with them. So that's, I think, also something that you want to make sure on both sides, you want to make sure that the personalities uh, match. And then at the end of that whole process, right, There's obviously then the negotiation phase. Right, where yeah. the 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 technical team might say, okay, hey, we've shown you everything. I think we checked all the boxes, <laughs> you know, and now the sales guys come in and say, okay, what can we do? Right, and this is a complete different topic for another yeah. shorts if you want to, um, but that obviously can be the make or break uh, deal breaker in here. Mm-hmm.
0: And so, so we, we, we covered a good structure of here. Now, what are some best practices or lessons learned that you've taken? I mean, for from, from me, my, I think one of my biggest lessons learned that I've taken is to always understand stakeholder needs, segment them down mm-hmm. so you can very clearly define who needs what when. And that's, that's like having a timetable that also includes people at each point in time so that it's, you, know, you can give them a sense of when you're going to be needed, you know, help them allocate their time and resources, and ultimately make sure you're delivering what they actually ask for.
1: Yeah, and I think you can summarize that under the uh, topic of communicate clearly. Yeah, because what you also want is, like I said before, you want to have your clients involved. You want to have their participation in there. You know, mm-hmm. um, you want to communicate to the stakeholders. If you're uh, the evaluation committee, right? You want to give your stakeholders, the people holding the purse. Also, continuous feedback to say, "Oh, this is how it's going. you know we're working with that JM guy. He seems to be a an knowledgeable and nice guy. you know I like working with him, right mm-hmm. but you also want to make sure that, oh yeah, everything that we had on our list they already uh, accomplished that. Now we're drilling even further into whatever the data, right to see uh, what the tool can do above and beyond what we had as objectives.
0: And keeping this idea of communication, one thing I've really found helpful is having a, a knowledge repository of POC and POV artifacts, uh, something you can a- access asynchronously. So if you're somebody at the client looking to try and make your case and you can just go, oh, here's where I'm going to go and call up the latest presentation or, or demo. And if you're somebody at the vendor looking to prove your case, you can use this as a, as a mechanism of giving best practices and reference documentation, quick reference guides, these sorts of things. Have a repository. Use it.
1: Yeah, it's not Microsoft Outlook for those of you who
0: are curious. <laughs> no, 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 no. A real a repository, something that's useful. Yeah.
1: So last thing, and uh, we're getting at the top of our allocated time, JM, you know, shorts. <laughs> <laughs> There's maybe when you look at it from a vendor side, right? I think the one takeaway that I would give uh, to vendors is make it easy for the client to buy from you. Yeah. Right. And that means um, have a clear definition of the business problem.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Clients don't wanna buy just software, right? They have ideally for that POC, a big hairy problem, right? that they wanna tackle. And they said, hey, we need help with this. Can your software, can, can your services help us with that? Mm-hmm. Right. So that is one thing. And when we talk about process mining, I have some ideas how that could look like, but have this definitely uh, together. And the second thing that I have is, when you frame the solution, Do this also collaboratively with the client right? Mm -hmm. so that they are invested in there and and they see that you are people, too.
0: Yeah. And then lastly, I think that the thing that I I would urge to all vendors here is keep your pricing simple. Minimize the number of SKUs you've got. You're you're, like you if you've got a billion stock, stock keeping unit, a billion different ways of buying it, a billion different scenarios that's just going to get in the way of helping to understand what you're actually providing to them because you're providing a solution. And then that's, it's as simple as that. And the harder it is to buy, the harder it is for them to actually see what they're going to get.
1: Which, which and I I almost want to say, I've never seen that, which is obviously a lie, but be consistent when you have your actual final list of SKUs, Mm that the client is not confused. So whatever you put in there in your proposal, that should match your PowerPoint presentations. That should match the experience that they have during the POC and so on and so forth. But oh, having there said we are. That jam, <laughs> uh, this is, this is was, a lot of fun. Yeah. It was a pleasure talking 15 minutes with you about a POC like and POV. France. But before we let you go, well, dear listeners, Do you have some feedback for us? What were your experiences with POCs and POVs? Mm -hmm. Please let us know. You know, you can always reach us uh, at our website or email at hello at whatsyourbaseline.com. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can leave us a comment, right? And we're happy to pick this up and um, give you an answer. And with that, I'm Roland Volt. And I'm JM Erlinson.
0: And I'm we going will to see, see you, you in the next in one. In the next one. <laughs>